As the world's political and business elites gather in Davos for the World Economic Forum, hosted by Klaus Schwab, I'm reminded of the observation by Nazim Tlaib. He's the author of best-selling books many of you recognize, like The Black Swan and Fooled by Ramdenmiss. In quotes, what we've been seeing worldwide from India to the UK to the US is a rebellion against the inner circle of no-skin-in-the-game policy-making clerks and journalist insiders, that class of paternalistic, semi-intellectual experts with some Ivy League or Oxford Cambridge or some similar label-driven education who are telling the rest of us what to do, what to eat, how to speak, how to think, who to vote for. But the problem is the one-eyed following the blind. These self-described members of the intelligentsia can't find a coconut on Coconut Island. I think that's a terrific description. I can't think of a group that's been more wrong when it comes to major political, financial, economic issues of our time. I mean, they've got nothing right. I mean, whether we're talking about the Brexit vote or the election of Donald Trump in 216, major events that they didn't even have an inkling were about to happen. And you know what? P.S. We clearly predicted both on Money Talks. For a group that wants to rule the world, though, I am impressed by their ability to ignore their own failure to anticipate or forecast what I think are the most important financial and economic issue in generations. It doesn't seem to bother them a bit. Now, you'll have to forgive me, but I work in the world of finance, economics, investments, where it's results that count, not hyperbole and certainly not virtue signaling. It's a world of measurement and accountability, and track record counts above all else. That's very different from the world of politics, where politicians seem to work hard not to be held accountable for the results of their policies. You know, I get a chuckle every time I hear President Joe Biden blaming basically everything under the sun for the massive inflation, with the exception, of course, of government policies, which flooded the U.S. economy with $5 trillion, while the Federal Reserve manipulated interest rates to record lows. I mean, every month the president named a different inflation villain. Back to supply chains, or Putin, or corporate greed, oil prices. And this month's puzzler, inflation is caused by companies not paying their fair share of taxes. I mean, no mention of the government, the president, Federal Reserve, ignoring every warning sign for a year, and instead said, oh no, don't worry, inflation's transitory. Of course, the president has a lot of company in failing to recognize the biggest threat to our standard of living in over a generation, runaway inflation. And, of course, it's crushing the most vulnerable. Now, I also think it's probably difficult for the elites in Davos, including Canada's own members of the World Economic Forum Board of Trustees. We've got Finance uh, Minister Christia Freeland and former Governor of the Bank of Canada and Greta Thunberg fan Mark Carney, along with the Prime Minister. I mean, it's tough because they don't know any low-income families or individuals because the same thing happened with the CAP26 policies in November. It was breathtakingly insensitive to the challenge and living standards of people in emerging markets like India, which is why Prime Minister Modi told them to take a hike unless they wanted to fork over a trillion dollars. But what's different now from the usual political BS is that the cost of their policy prescriptions and attitudes is so recognizable. I mean, as we cope with record gasoline, diesel, propane, jet fuel prices, because we don't have the refining capacity, As I said, get ready for significantly higher gasoline. What's scary, though, is despite the lower demand for crude because we've got the Chinese lockdowns and we've had this extra supply release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, I mean, we're still looking right now at, what, $110 oil? Wait till China comes back online, along with the upward pressures from 
gasoline during the summer driving season that officially kicks off this weekend. And once again, it's the poor who pay the steepest price. Come on, nobody attending Davos can't afford a 50% jump in gas prices. You know, just like they can afford the increase in food prices, which are the result of the massive increase in diesel and fertilizer prices, along with higher corn and wheat prices due to the sanctions surrounding Ukraine. While we're talking about the inevitability, by the way, of a food crisis, we were talking about that nine months ago on Money Talks. Not a single politician gave any inkling they understood the relationship of natural gas with fertilizer or with escalating cost of diesel for farmers, which guarantee higher food prices. Anything but transitory. Now, look, I can go on with other examples, but my point is simply to reflect my own astonishment that a group with such a breathtakingly bad record of understanding and forecasting major economic and financial events, the major ones in generations, think that they can, in quotes, manage the economy. Their agenda of Build Back Better is well spelled out. More government, an economy, along with higher taxes. We're already seeing it with promises of more to come. The goal, as the Prime Minister put it, is to reimagine capitalism, with them in charge, of course. But given their track record, that prospect should scare the heck out of us, especially if we really do care about our children.